to Mike Chank Waifu Waifu. Waifu, waifu. My television is that you? This is episode one seventy two of Mike Check Waifu, waifu. As always, is brought to you by Lou Complex. Make sure you go to lucomplex.com and use that offer code Waifu to save on your entire cart. It's also brought to you by Patreon producers. Shout out to our Patreon producers. A.B. Aaron Brown. Dre the Goat G. K. The Pro from Chaotic Culture Podcast. Explicitly, Monique Williams and the great Nachi. Thank y'all so much for producing this and many other episodes of the podcast. You can support the Patreon at patreon.com slash mikechecwaifuwaifu. You get early access to the video version of this podcast. You get exclusive access to the Patreon-only podcast, The After Story. The After Story about any and everything, life, video games, whatever we want to talk about on that podcast over there on patreon.com slash mikechecwaifuwaifu. Um, very big episode for you today. As you can see in the title, and as you can see in the... Uh, the uh, the cover art as we so eloquently getting roasted on Twitter by our boy uh, One Piece Leak. Shout out to Worst Generation Podcast and One Punch Sham. We appreciate y'all. <laughs> we are reintroducing ourselves every once in a while. My check waifu waifu gets a gets an influx of new listeners, and what we like to do is that we like to reintroduce ourselves because we don't like for people to go to episode one of the podcast because that episode is old. It's fucking outdated as hell. It's before we got our shit together. I can thoroughly say at 172 weeks of this, we kind of got our shit together. <laughs> so we're going to reintroduce ourselves. Now, this is a great episode for anybody that's jump, just jumping into Mike Check Waifu Waifu or even for the veterans, because what we're going to do is for the first time ever in this podcast, in this episode, we're going to go through our top tens. Now, this is very, very important deal to us. Our our lists are fucking sacred here at Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Like we coveted our top fives like crazy. We referenced them quite a bit throughout the years. And we think holding certain anime in such a high regard is very important to us. So we take it extremely seriously. But first, before we get into all that, um, we would like to introduce ourselves. And I'm gonna start by saying hi. I'm Polo. Uh I'm a Actually, I'm a Twitch streamer, um, funny enough, uh, and podcaster. It's kind of all I do right now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of video games. I, I can go into video game conversations just as well as I can go into anime conversations because that's literally all I do in my life. Um, I am virtually the slice of life expert on this, um, on this podcast because my, uh, my, anime watching career started off as the typical meathead young kid in, in you know fourth grade watching Dragon Ball Z and absolutely loving it anything that had fights in it anything that just threw hands period I was just completely mindless and a meathead of it 
Um, the story I always tell is I, whenever I was on the site that is now discontinued, so I can't mention it, Kiss Anime, you know, when I was younger, obviously, like we all did back in the day to get our anime fix. I was going through the list and I saw this anime uh, and this might, this might ref, this might be a part of the top 10 reference. We never know. Keep listening to find out. But I was going through the Kiss Anime list and I was going through, you know how they used to have that hot symbol tail, that hot symbol next to certain anime. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going through Kiss Anime list just because I was just, I feel like I watched everything. I just finished, I think I, I think I just finished, um, what was that? Uh, oh shit, it was a, it was like a kendo show super classic kendo show i forget the boy's name um kind of etchy i digress everybody knows what i'm talking about i can't remember the name of the show but i just finished that show and i was scrolling through the list and i saw this the show called clanad what caught my attention about clanad was all the letters was capitalized and it had the hot symbol next to it i'm like huh what's this all the letters are capitalized that's weird um i turned it on it definitely wasn't action. It definitely wasn't throwing hands, but it was a show I continued to watch because I saw that it had it dubbed and it was two seasons and it was 24 episodes each season. So I'm like, you know what? It's dubbed. It's 24 episodes. Why not? I watched the whole thing through and it completely changed the way I view anime now. Like it, 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 it erupted an emotional effect that I haven't felt ever watching anything on TV, period. I cry fucking snot and tears and everything, and I'm not a crier whatsoever, but I was fucking bawling watching that show. It changed my, my life, it changed the way I watch anime, and I became a major Slice of Life fan. So, it's a little bit about me. Um, also, I do this podcast with my brother, King Teliano. I've known this guy since the seventh grade, and never, never once in our entire lives together have we ever had a problem with each other. We've always loved anime, we always love video games. Um, but I'm going to throw it over to Tell, aka King Teliano, for him to introduce himself. So, uh, you know, longtime listeners, y'all already know, but for our new people, King Teliano, my name is Montel. Uh, like Polo said, I've known him since seventh grade, which is at this point more than half our life. <laughs> yeah. We've known each other, what is basically forever at this point. True. Um, uh, my first anime, anime was uh, Ronin Warriors, which is like super old. It's basically uh, like Power Rangers, but anime samurai. It's, it's what? <laughs> what happened? Uh, Ronin Warriors, you know. It's yeah. not my first anime. Uh, so, like I said, it's basically like Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, my expertise in anime is really just I, I started off super casual, just watching. Um, it got me into art love things like Sonic the Hedgehog, Mega Man, uh, Dragon Ball, Fire. stuff like that. That's so what I kind of grew up drawing all the time. And uh, that, that got me into art, got me into anime, got me into this whole like like gaming aspect of life too. I'm not going to say I'm as well versed on the gaming side as Polo, but I do think that uh, we both have some pretty uh, diverse interests in anime in general. So uh I would say personally my expertise and I'm going to say Polo probably has expertise as well or uh, we both have this expertise we like to really deep dive into look at the thought processes and stuff in anime one of our things that we just love and uh, I like thinking about the, the perspective of the characters or even the writer who made these characters right. so uh, yeah but yeah I've been been in the anime for 
tons of years. It's been been forever for us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like like Tell said, we dive we dive deep into the story aspects of, of anime, especially here on the on the podcast. Like it's it's very important for us to have a story that is engaging enough with characters that is also engaging. So you might hear stuff that comes from us that is not uh of the typical realm of um of anime. So my check waifu waifu is a podcast that brings you seasonal anime discussions our goal for you the listener is to get you to check out the seasonal anime alongside us um as we talk about the different topics and that comes from these shows we don't uh necessarily go into spoilers but i'll get into that a little bit later in the show we don't necessarily go into spoilers into these shows we just like to bring the topics from these shows and then in the second half of our show which is always broken up by a music break we like to give a music break and then we like to go into spoilers of uh, of of the shows that we're currently watching and, and are completely enthralled in so we want you along for the ride for us poor season and this is kind of like the perfect time to do it because fall season literally just started as of this week fall shows just started releasing so this is a great time for you to join us on this journey again we talk seasonal shows um we like to find stuff that we think you should watch not just shows that everybody are watching that's kind of our thing we also are kind of known for our reviews which is something you're getting in this episode as well our reviews are very 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 methodical um because the way yeah. we do we the way we do our reviews are, are extremely detailed um we break them down into five different categories and we rate those five different categories then average those scores from those five different categories and give you an overall total score for that particular anime it's going to be more of that mm-hmm. in the second half of the show because we get to review a spring banger that lasted for about 25 25 weeks 25 episodes that i'm excited yeah. <laughs> that, that we're both yeah, that we are both extremely excited to talk about so in the second half of the show where we normally would do our spoiler discussion for um seasonal anime since you know since we're starting fresh we're going to give you a review of summertime rendering like i said a spring banger so I'm looking forward to doing that with with you guys today. But again, as I said today, what we're going to do before we get into what we watched so far this fall, we're going to share our top 10 list. My heart is fucking pounding. This is the first time since like episode one I've been nervous doing this podcast because, again, like I said, our lists are very sacred. So we're going to go into our top 10s and the way we're going to do it. We don't know each other's top 10s list. Um, we're going to bounce back and forth uh, 10 all the way down to one, giving it in that particular order. Okay. Tell, first, before we get into that, bro, how do you feel about your list? So uh, we talked a little bit about this before we got on. So we, I think we both kind of took the same approach where like if I didn't have any instinctual thought of the show, I wasn't putting it on my list. Mm-hmm. So everything that's on my top 10 has some kind of instinct that said this is where it's supposed to go mm-hmm. or it's got to be in this list. Um, and there's only one thing that I actually took off my list. Interesting. Um, OK, I took off. Yeah, I took off my list that I would have thought would be in my top 10. Um, but I took it off my list because it, it, I don't think I could keep it there no more. Mm, that's very intriguing. For me, it was the uh, abs- absolute same thing Tells just said. For me, I kind of sat down and thought to myself, with my Annie List pulled up, you can follow us on AnnieList.co slash user slash Morefly or slash King Teliano. The, uh, our, our profiles will be in the show notes, so follow us there 
I kind of closed my eyes. And if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you kind of see what I'm doing here. I closed my eyes and I sat down and thought, uh, what anime would be in my top 10? And I was just thinking of a name. And if I thought of that name, it hit my top 10. Okay, I closed my eyes again. Okay, I thought of a name and it hit my top 10. Then from there, once I got the, the full 10 anime that I want to be in my top 10 list, I put them in order. Now that was the fucking hard part. <laughs> that was the extreme hard part for me, but I'm extremely confident in this uh, in this order, actually. Um, funny enough, I don't think my list has changed that much, but we shall see when we go into it. So, without Where further... <laughs> without yeah, further... Say, look us up. Go ahead. I was going to say, there's at least two anime that didn't make it back. Mm. Into my, and we only talked top fives before So there's at least two anime that didn't even make it to my top five this time Interesting bro Interesting Alright man without further ado let's do further <clears throat> Okay Starting at number 10 Let's flip a coin and see who goes first uh, Pick uh, one Pick one tail Heads or tails I'm gonna go with uh, heads and I always go tails Okay I'm flipping a coin it's heads. I see it in your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right, it's heads. So uh, I'm gonna go first, now, right? Yes, sir. All right. So I'm gonna start off with a, a pretty typical tale anime. Number um, ten. From, from number ten. Um, no game, no life. Wow, crazy. Uh, Polo knows I love this series. This is Absolutely. one that I'll, I'll frequently bring up, especially with Izakaya strategy. I love the characters. Um, some of the relationship stuff in it has no value for me, but uh, the characters themselves, how the story plays out, and the fact that I want so much more for it, mm. yeah, uh, it's gonna be my number ten. Ooh. Okay. Now, number ten for me. Just thought it, and it popped. Now, remember, these are our subjective lists. Not objective views, subjectives. Now, we, we do take subjective and objective very seriously here as well because objectively is how we rate our anime. Subjectively is what we do with our lists. So keep that in mind as well. Very opinionated with this. My number 10 comes from slight recency bias, mm. but also how can I not for music alone? Made in Abyss is my number 10 anime. May in Abyss is fucking incredible. It just wrapped up with a 48 minute banger that was unbelievable. We're getting more unbelievable last uh, last episode of season season two. This wasn't a fucking Promise Neverland situation where season one was great and then season two was poop. It was absolutely fire from season one to the movie you're supposed to watch in between season one and two to season two being uh, Chef Kiss. Again, what Made in Abyss does, though, and what fucking kills me is it invokes the emotion that you don't get from anime, bro, or you yeah. don't get from a lot of anime, I should say, because some do. The emotion Made you give. So yes, man. Made in Abyss gives you fucking dread, bro. Absolute dread. I never felt so much anxiety. Well, I have because I have anxiety, but I haven't felt so much anxiety for an anime per se since Main Abyss. Main Abyss requires me to pause it every once in a while. Stop, stand up and walk around. It's a fucking show, Polo. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm just that invested into this show. Like, I'm like, I can't take it. There's certain things, scenes, especially in this last episode, that just 
broke me. I'm like, oh, no, please stop. No more. I can't take it. It's, it's just the emotion it evolves, it invokes is what has me so involved in this series and why it made my top 10 easily. Easily. Uh, I'm not mad with that at all. I, I keep didn't even think main events is going to make it to your top 10 because I know how uh, strict your top 10 can be. Very but particular. I, I had a feeling it might make it there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my number nine is Online. And I just like the first season. Is, is what? Hold on. Sword Art Online. Okay, so I was having some internet trouble, so bear with us, but Sword Art Online made your list. Yeah, yeah, number nine. Sword Art Online. Wow. Just, the entirety of the series, I feel like, is a Isekai staple. It's it's amazing, and it, it did a lot of really great things. Um, but it's just really good for me in terms of, like, when I think of an anime that really made me want to touch Isekai or look at Isekai more, mm-hmm. it's one of those, like, things that, that made a gateway. Don't necessarily think it's the best Isekai, but I definitely think it's one of those that said, Montel, this is something you got to look at. Subjective, so, I, not objective. Right, yeah, yeah. Keep that in mind. Subjective, not objective. Okay, Moody. Um, <laughs> I, I fucking love that. I fucking love that Sword Art is in your list. It makes me happy that it's in one of our lists. It definitely isn't in mine because I have, my list is just so, it's fucking stacked in there, bro. It's so stacked. It's like, mm-hmm. It's like the best all-star team that ever existed. Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm talking the one with AI and Jordan and Kobe. Like it's just it's just that kind of all-star team. So I, I'm not. I would say it's definitely in my top 25, probably. But mm-hmm. like it's unbelievable. So great great choice on you. And funny enough, this goes into a little side tangent into my check wife way foo. We are huge in the isekai, like very huge in the isekai. So. That's something that's uh, weird about us. We just kind of fell into it, but we just so happened to come across a shit ton of isekai while doing this podcast that we actually enjoy. Um, so if you like isekai, welcome. You're welcome here. Okay. So my number nine, again, it evokes emotion that you just don't get often. And this is one that got it. It's a slice of life. Avi. <laughs> it's golden time man golden time from 2013 one of the best slice of lives there is now i think this is objective and subjective because it's beautiful the music is phenomenal the character and character development is a huge part of golden time that fucking either breaks your heart or you're just so happy and giddy it offers romance that is mature um in a story that is very much carp, uh, carp, carp, carpamentalized. Why can't I talk? Thank you. <laughs> in its own uh, sections that ha- offer something crazy, and it deals with, um, it deals with uh, amnesia, and that's not spoilers because it's in the description. It deals with just different scenarios and situations that I think everybody should watch because I guarantee you it, it will cause some emotions to uh, erupt within you. Golden Time is f- fucking phenomenal. Absolutely love it. And yeah, I, I love when, you know what I love? This is a, something small and this is just something I'm throwing in there. But Golden Time does something with like their female characters where they actually change clothes and she's like one of the freshest anime characters in the game, the uh, female uh, protagonist. So I think that I thought that was dope. 
And it's college students. I also love college students, which pisses me off right. because what I just thought about just now, literally as I'm talking about this, this seems like it's very... Why didn't Remake Our Life make my top 10? But it didn't. Golden Time mm-hmm. did. I, but I feel like, like I feel like they're they're so pseudo similar, right? That's that's how good this anime is. It's very Remake Our Life-esque, or I could say it's Remake Our Life's dad or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna yeah. have to check out Golden Time. I know I so good. That a while ago. Yeah, it's very good. Um, all right. My number eight is one that I feel like it I definitely have some bias to it. Um but I, I I watched it during this podcast and I feel like it, it got a special place in my heart, especially after watching uh Soul Leader, but uh Fire Force. Number eight for me is Fire Force. Damn. Wow, number eight, Fire Force. Yeah, I absolutely love Fire Force, and good shit, bro. Just so much going on in it. Um, good shit, and, and the correlations to Soviet. I love it. <laughs> That's actually fire. That's so fire. No pun intended. I guess <laughs> I actually didn't mean that pun. That's funny. That's great, though. Uh, oh my god, Fire Force, bro. It's it's crazy how fucking different our lists are. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Uh I mean I can I can already pretty much guess what kind of fell out your top ten. Uh probably your top five. But for me, what will remain in my list regardless of of, of whatever I see maybe kind of there's something that can maybe knock this out. But number eight for me is something that's very important to us. It's our one and only ten. It's Astro Lost in Space for number eight for me. Astro Lost in Space is still absolutely Absolutely incredible. Now it's a fucking very good. You start off with number one with a four, uh, episode one with a forty-eight minute episode. Fucking drama and chaos and intrigue and mystery and character development and character even growth and change. I absolutely find Asher Lost in Space to be a perfect anime through and through, animation-wise, sound design-wise. It's still a ten. It's our first and only ten so far. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. Great, great character design too. I fucking love the character design and, and the way they did it. Um, it's 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 great. It's 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 a great anime. Perfect. What thirteen episodes? Yeah, bro. Beautiful. Perfect thirteen episodes with a nice rap that doesn't leave anything ambiguous, which is something that anime loves to do for some weird reason. Uh, but yeah, Astros in space number eight. Um, my number seven is another one that's a uh, personal me one I watched before I got into the podcasting game with Polo Noragami. Uh, mm-hmm. love the series in general, but I also love when we have anime to talk about, uh, you know, the Japanese deities, guys, that kind of stuff, and mm. just how, like, and I love the historical context of anime in general, too. Uh, which is actually surprising why the Fate series fell from my list, but uh, oh, that's what fell still. Still, uh, Noragami, one of my favorites. Incredible. Noragami is absolutely incredible. I can't, I cannot blame you. Um, number seven for me, right? Yes, yes. Uh, another slice of life. Uh, one of the top slice of life, probably number two, probably number two for me as far as slice of life goes. And that's uh, my teen romantic comedy snafu series. 
My Team Romantic Comedy Snafu. Fucking brilliant. Even Tail watched it, which is great. But it's brilliant. One of the, the best main characters in anime. And I'm talking anime, period. He's he's so he's they do something with my team romantic comedy snafu that's special. Uh not a lot of anime do it, but there are some like Blue Period, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, that offers the inner monologue that is so deep and detailed and and and, and thought provoking that you can't help but to love him as a character period point blank mm-hmm. not only that his situation is a tough one because even his surrounding cast are some of the most likable people you will see in a in a show romantic comedy snafu is is i don't understand why it's called that i guess there are some comedy bits in it but it's it's a very 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 deep show that goes deeper than where it, what it title suggests and I think it's a very much, very much a must watch for all anime fans, not just me heads. Yeah, that that final season definitely was not comedy at all. <laughs> Dude, definitely <laughs> didn't feel like it. <clears throat> all right, uh, sheesh. Well, um, this is where my list becomes a very Mike Chick Waifu Waifu esque list. Mm-hmm. Um, my number six is Asher Lost in Space. Let's go. Baby. For all the same reasons that Polo said. All the same reasons. It's it's a perfect anime. It's hard to not consider anything less than perfect. Like it's it's definitely on that perfect scale. So for sure. Yeah. Uh Ash Lost in Space, ten out of ten for me. Uh so it hits my number six. Number six for your boy. Again, this is might not ever leave this list, but it is entirely possible with, you know, a lot of good shit coming out still. A lot of stuff that I can go back and rewatch and this may change. Number six for me, Steins Gate, man. Steins Gate is unfucking believable. Okabe, some of the craziest character suffering, character development, character growth, and just overall, I'm fucked, yet I'll still try my best kind of shit. And then, I can't. I'm never gonna say that. Never mind. Just episode one being what it is, and how important episode one is, is so fucking special to me. Like it's so unbelievably special, and I think uh, Science Gate is one of the best. Uh, one of the best. One of the best. Make sure I clarify that. One of the best time. Uh, time machine anime. Time there travel. Is. Time travel. There it is. Time travel anime. There is. Um. I love it. Stein's is great. Sheesh. All right. Uh, my number five is Made in Abyss. Wow, because, that's high. Oh, my God. Uh, the audio design for it, the characters, the story. Um, I, I loved all of it, man. And I I, I, it's, I, feel like it's just a wild ride to watch Made in Abyss, bro. 100%. Like we said, the, the first season was stellar. The movie, Absolutely stellar. I don't know, man. That movie kicked my ass, bro. It, <laughs> felt, like, it felt like I was in there fighting Bondrew myself, bro. I didn't know what was going on. You fucking swinging. True, and then, then we got we got to talk about Shao Tucker when we talk about Bondrew now, because come on, man. That dude, that dude is an actual dad demon. Demon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Made in Abyss, uh, another great anime for me. It's my uh, my five on my top five, my top ten. What a great list, though. You got a great list so far, brother. Trying my number five my number five is easy easy this is the first anime that popped in my head when I was thinking of my top top five list which is crazy um 
86. 86 unfucking believable anime again from start to finish. It's a mecha anime, which is something I would never say ever in my life that mecha anime would be on my top five because that is probably one of my least favorite genres, to be honest. Um, but this show, again, gives you everything that we talked about at the, at the beginning of the show. Character development, intrigue, story, sadness, emotion evoking these situations that is unbelievable great 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 cast of characters as i said again and the voice acting in 86 subbed i haven't heard the dub yet so i can't really speak on that yet but the sub fucking un unfathomable how fucking incredible that sub is it feels i feel just impact impacted by every single line of dialogue that is in this show it kills me every single time something happens and and somebody's expressing their feelings or or uh uh, sharing some emotion that is like un unbelievably sad or happy or just whatever whatever emotion you want to think these actors nail it they nail it so hard and then it's symbolism this show gives you symbolism all throughout the entire series and you will never notice it until you either rewatch it or you watch a theory video or you do you you dive deeper into the world of 86 86 is great all right uh, so blah blah blah. I'm gonna say everything that Polo just said. Now, my number four is 86. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> uh, because just like he said though, but even like the turmoil that's going on in the world, the things you think about with what's happening, why it's happening the way it is, like it's it's amazing anime. I think that would be one that actually hits. 10 out of 10 if we we rated it because oh, come the fuck on bro <laughs> 86 100%. is so different <laughs> great anime um, it's my number 4 on my list great bro great my number 4 this is again when I was when I thought about it this was like 4th and it still remains so for me Grimgar Fantasy and Edge still holds that fucking still has my heart and the reason why it has my heart is because fully subjective this is an isekai that did something so different so unique while mm-hmm. giving you un uh, unbelievable art this art style in the show it, it feel it feels like an isekai it feels like you're in another world and i think the art was done intentionally so that you can get that feeling that these characters feel of being in this place and again it does isekai so different i mean you're used to isekais uh you know what? I'm not even going to speak on that because I love for people to go into Grimgar Fantasy and Nash not knowing anything yes, because sir. that is the absolute best way to experience this anime. Grimgar Fantasy and Nash, if you haven't watched it, understand why it's in my top five as soon as... Yeah, top five as soon as you watch it. Number four, Grimgar Fantasy and Nash. I think objectively, I would put Grimgar at like one for me for Izakai. Like it, it, I'm, I wouldn't Isakai. say one. Probably top top one, top two. Because mm. there's only one other I can think of that like in terms of how that world is. Like, yo, Grimgar does it different. Um, all right. So my top three are all anime that kind of gave that give me cravings every once in a while to watch. Um, one of which is relatively new. So uh, my number three is Remake Our Life. When Polo said it didn't make it to his list, I was kind of heartbroken a little bit. But when I tell you how much I love Remake My Life, the anime itself is just, it's, 
it's a lot man the 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 life he lived and how how he got to kind of you know remake his own life and the stuff around him it's it's a great anime it it literally and i've talked about it i've said it several times before i want to sit down and watch remake our life again i want to go back and watch remake our life i've been looking for the dub for it is there a dub for it yet not yet oh damn that's unfortunate but yeah remake our life is my number three incredible choice if if my list wasn't as stacked as it is I would probably have it there too mm-hmm. um and, but number three for me man and, and <laughs> it's just it's, it's kind of like indicative spoilers for our uh, review uh, summertime rendering is my number three anime in my list um <laughs> everything that we're going to talk about in the second half of the show after the music break by uh, uh, Noah Airport Bar. We're going to do that for you, Rob J. Shout out to you, bro. Apps, it's, it's great, bro. I don't even want to get into it too much because we're going to talk about it in grave detail inside of the second half of the show. So stick around for that and stick around for our like our like how we do our reviews. It's very cool. I think you guys are really going to like it, but summertime rendering is great. I'm going to just say that. Fucking great. Uh, Tales number two. Stick around for the review. Uh, my <laughs> number two is summertime rendering. <laughs> because, yo. Uh, what did we just digest? Yeah. 25 episodes of greatness that we just saw. I wouldn't um, even say it's recency bias. This is just for anybody yeah. that watch it whenever they watch it. For one, if you're watching it later, you are in for the most special treat ever. Because it's all there. Because you get to binge <laughs> it all, exactly. Because it's all there. So, so I was just in a Twitter space talking about this anime and, uh, and I bring this to the conversation for a little bit, but how Shide is not just a, a basic villain. Like, oh, he's an amazing villain. Incredible villain. Um, so, yeah, uh, super hyped to talk about that when we get there. Not, not necessarily, I'm not saying he's a big villain, but I, I think his motives are way more than we can even look at. But number two for me, Summertime Render. Yeah, if y'all was able to pick up what he said, he said it. Uh, there's many ways to look at Shide as different. Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Basically, he he has he has a he's a pretty diverse character in my opinion. Very much so. Very much so. All right. Number two for your boy, and it's where my list just doesn't deviate. Um, to keep it G real with you, Clanat, Clanat again. Subjectively, it's not. I wouldn't say it's the best. Objectively, like I want to give it a ten out of ten on my, on our rating scale. Hell, hell, we didn't. We gave it. Spoiler alert for the art. When we go through all of our reviews, we gave it a. 9.8 so close enough I guess but Clanat way too special for me Clanat is again the reason why my anime taste changed the reason why I, I dig I, I, I crave more than just a basic story I crave more than just a basic villain I crave more than just t- typical ooey gooey romance I, there's there's this anime is the reason why um, I am who I am um, and why I'm here to be honest while I'm here doing this anime podcast so Clannad number two great goat number one for King Teliano well my number one is ReZero mm. uh, I don't have much to say about it just watch it uh, when you get to episode 14 let me know what you think and then you know proceed and you know just fall in love with the anime like I did 
that's all there's to it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Okay. For nah number one, re-zero. <laughs> it, it didn't change. It's re-zero is one of the, again, the great isekais there is. Great shows there is. Great character development. Great great character growth. Emotional roller coaster. Dramatic emotions evoked throughout. I said that a lot, but it's true. Um, ReZero is is unbelievable. And there's, what, three seasons of greatness? Is it two or it's two, it's two, it's two seasons. seasons. I'm, I'm going to do this. Seasons, but they split up. They split up the, the second season. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they split up the second season. But I'm what I'm thinking of, I was thinking of the director's cut. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the director's cut is the best way to watch season one. So whenever you do watch it, watch it. All right. <sighs> That's our top 10 list. Tell if you would do us the honors, if your internet would allow us to go down both of our lists, 10 through one. Uh, one uh, fully. All right. So uh, both of our our top tens. Uh, you can start off with your first. Oh, okay. My top ten is No Game No Life. That's number uh, ten. Number nine is Sword Art Online. Number eight is Fire Force. Number seven is Noragami. Number six is Asher Lost in Space. Number five is Made in Abyss. Number four is eighty six. Number three is Remake Our Life. Number two is Summertime Rendering, and number one is ReZero. It's, it's quite a few anime that didn't return for me uh, uh, that normally would have been in my top five should have ever night um number <laughs> 10 her polo uh made in abyss number nine golden time number eight Astro lost in space number seven my romantic comedy snafu number six Dynasty. number eight number six number four grim ash number three summertime render number two clinette and number one re-zero what incredible lists uh, what an incredible list yeah these these these. I, I like both these lists a lot I gotta check out that golden time though I think is golden time the only thing I haven't seen on your list yes and I mean take a look at our list what what's what we both have on our list Made in Abyss Summertime Rendering 86 mm-hmm. uh, Re, Re-Zero Re-Zero Ashlaw in Space oh Made shit Abyss. five there's five that's crazy that's the first time that ever happened yeah and I'm actually now I'm thinking about it I, I wish I hadn't gone out the instinct thing because I definitely would put my Terramanic comedy snafu in there I mean but, but if it didn't hit your instinct what yeah, are you wrong thing, you're right you know so that's how I feel about remake our life like damn that definitely should have probably been there and but yeah it's like <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> like it's supposed to be there, but is it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. We hope you enjoy that top ten list. If you have any, uh, anything, anything to say about our top ten lists, anything to say at all, you could tweet at us at Polo Bornfly or at King Teliano, or to make it easier, tweet at us at Mike Check Waifu. Follow our Twitter at Mike Check Waifu, uh, where we mostly discuss everything podcast related. We will both chime in um, there. So. Check out Mike Check Waifu on Twitter if you have anything to say about those lists. Now, next up, we are going to discuss some of the fall shows that dropped. Uh, tell. I could tell y'all watched one, two, three, four, five shows. What you got? I watched four shows. Copy that. Copy that. Um, can I start if you don't mind? 
By all means, go ahead. And the show I want to start off with is My Hero Academia Season 6. The reason why I want to start off with this is because um, what I'm about to say, some of y'all might not like, a lot of y'all will probably agree with, um, but I'm going to keep it G real. The intro song to My Hero Season 6 fucking sucks. I feel like I feel like every intro my hero has stinks. Now I know a lot of y'all are going to kind of name an intro, and it's still going to be bad to me, regardless of whatever you name. Um, I'm a big music fa- uh, music fan when it comes to like like sonically, and this just sounds like a bunch of noise to me. I can't stand this intro. It's awful. Outro, <laughs> outro, decent, decent outro, better outro than intro, but the intro is bad. Now, however, my hero season six. Started off with the way my hero season six should have, with the way my hero should be. It went back to his fucking roots, and it was an absolutely flawless episode, in my opinion. Flawless fucking episode. You don't need the bullshit. Season four and five was bullshit. It was a lot of bullshit in between. Some good, some good. I love my hero. Let me get that clear. I like my hero fine, okay? But season four and five was the absolute pinnacle downfall of the show for me. It went from great to almost hate. I absolutely love episode one of season six of My Hero. It was phenomenal. Such a joy to watch. I didn't, again, it gave us no bullshit. They just gave us what we needed and they moved forward. And the way they moved forward was so clean because it was such a cap to what happened at the end of season six where the end of season six, I'm like, okay, it was fine. I mean, it was fine. I think I said that back then. I mean, season five, I, I digress. Season five, I meant it was fine. It wasn't a great season, but there was like three, four episodes that was phenomenal. I don't remember anything else from season five. Like most people, most people don't talk about season five when they talk about my hero. Um, they talk about the end of it. Which was what basically what this episode, episode six, led into, which was great. I love fucking seeing the heroes like finally draw up this plan, and we didn't need to be there for it. We definitely didn't need to be there for it, but seeing it uh, play out with how they were intertwining the 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 way they, uh, the way the villains um, teamed up and their plans and what Hawks was doing, and this is going to be spoilers for episode one of season six. So if you haven't watched that, why, why, you know, why? <laughs> but other than that We're going to go into spoilers For the episode ones of these shows That we're talking about So just watch them But I loved it I absolutely loved it I thought it was great Absolutely great uh, Much agree It was um, a lot better For uh, My Hero Over the last couple of seasons You know and I, I, y'all, I mean, y'all listen to the podcast, so I've been hyping up my hero. I thought last season was going to be everything I ever wanted it to be. Season before, everything I ever wanted it to be. And it just felt like it didn't deliver properly. Um, much better opening to this new season. Like, also, it just hit way different. Way different. It hit way different, he said. And I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right, Tell. Where you want to uh, go? I watch. I watched something that Polo, I know for sure he didn't watch. Um, Mosu Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Okay, talk uh, to me. Because you know I didn't. Yo, this gotta, be, this gotta be one of the best opening episodes for a Gundam anime I've watched in a while. And it was just because it, it wasn't like, it didn't seem like everything was based on we're gonna die if we don't fight or anything like that. It, it didn't <laughs> seem like super uh, 
sad, dramatically, emotionally overwhelming in the beginning. Um, it just seemed like we're getting an introduction to these characters to start off with. And uh, the one character who is going to be like our, our protagonist, our main character, she's good at piling the Gundam. The sound design for it, 10 out of 10 so far. Animation was amazing. Uh, and the characters seem like they're going to be very likable, except for one character who is intentionally dislikable. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Intentionally dislikable, you said. Okay, okay. Intentionally dislikable. Yeah, yeah. So this first episode uh, for Moose of Gundam, The Wish from Mercury, uh, I'm fucking with it. I'm going to watch the whole thing. Copy that. Good. I'm glad one of us are, because you know I ain't fucking with the Mecca. Um, shout, <laughs> out to, shout out to our bruv, Ash. Ash the Beard from... Uh, uh, giant shooty robots, love you, brother, and all you do for the uh, for the podcast community. Um, yeah. I got one that you didn't watch. What's that? It's not even Nisekai, um, but it's great. It's called uh, I've somehow. <laughs> this is the full title, so bear with me. I somehow got stronger when I improved my farm related skills. <laughs> fucking show This fucking show too When I turned it on At first I'm like Oh god oh no Oh god oh no Because the CGI Is some of the worst shit It was I swear this CGI Was claymation Don't know if it was Intentional bro But I swear It was It was so claymationly So claymationly awful That I just couldn't believe it I'm like but you know what I gotta I gotta see it through I got to see it through My boy so I watched the entire episode and it is fucking hilarious, man. It's about this literally this farmer who's farming who just happened to have this I think they called it a blessing. It was a blessing to uh and the way they explained everything was great. It was you know how some anime just start to have these conversations like you know, uh yeah. these weird conversations about the world and the rules of the world just out of nowhere like they didn't already live in this world for however long they've been living in this world it was a well done introduction because it was a conversation between two friends was like talking about you know his skill because something happened to his skill he, he put up his skill screen you can see his skills and I'm like huh that skill looks different and he he put some points in, in, and his friend was like yo so what what did you put your points in and they were just talking about you know how the skills work and how the blessings work and everything like that and and going through his skills, he happened to have, you know, some attack power of like 73,000 because he spent most of his time with his Skillshare skill on his farmer skill that actually gave him the ability to add to his attack. And his attack is 73,639 or something like that. Roughly, rough estimate, but it was like in the 73,000 range. Tell, spoiler alert, when you see the skills of the other characters in the show, the top of the top. Guess what a skill number is? Just guess. Guess. Get throw a number out there. Uh, five, six hundred. That's the top of the uh, top. You're a knight for the king. Six hundred is your attack power level. He's seventy three thousand six hundred thirty nine, or somewhere around in that general area. So, for example, this motherfucker was taking his crops that he farmed in his little small farming village. To, he was taking it to the capital. The, it was this adventuring party out in the distance being attacked by a dragon. Ugliest CGI claymation dragon you'll ever see. He's walking. He's eating a carrot. He's like, wow, I should probably distract that thing somehow. Takes his carrot, throw it at the dragon, the dragon explodes. <laughs> he completely fucking explodes, bro. I cried laughing when I saw that shit. I'm like, man, what? 
I'm like, this shit is great. So he gets to the Capitol, sell his crops. Something else happens. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it. Something else happens, and it is just, it's a fucking riot. Now, I don't think it's supposed to be this comedic, but I'm laughing at this shit a lot. It's so much, it's fun, okay? It's a fun anime with terrible CGI. I like it. I like the main character so far. He's like, <laughs> it's a situation that happened and he's just telling people like, I just want to be a farmer, bro. I just want to tend to my crops. Leave me alone. I don't want to be no no hero. I just want to farm. Check out. Uh, I somehow got stronger when I improved my farm related skills. It's funny. It's fucking funny. Uh, I feel like I got to check that out just for the laugh. <laughs> fucking hilarious. All right. So I know you watched this Reincarnated as a sword, right? Yes, sir. Oh, man. Talk to so, me. How you feeling? <laughs> I'm uh I'm not even mad at it, bro. It's 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 kind of funny. Um I, I like so reincarnated as a sword, basically how it how it starts off is our character, our main character, apparently appears to die. He gets uh Gets tra- <laughs> okay, but gets transferred to another world, and he immediately realizes he's a sword, or he he realizes he can't move like a human. Finds out he's a sword, starts trying to figure out what his abilities are, that kind of stuff. He starts off with the main stuff, a prayer, yeah, true. Uh, so he he starts trying to build up his level basically because he wants to get picked up by someone picked up by a hero mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to go too far into it. just the main character is reincarnated as a sword but I, I found this first episode enjoyable um, I, I, I will say though like 14 minutes in I was like okay so where is this going is it going to end before we even see the next main character mm-hmm. but it, it kind of it, it picked back up so yeah I would say it was, it was a cool first episode um, second and third episode is going to let me know where I need to be with this exactly song. that's where I'm at too it's like I'm like Eh, you know it's kind of fine. I don't think I'm that interested in the main other main character. The sword is cool, but I don't think I can deal with a full episode of just a sword. So I'm glad. I'm like you said when it was going through and it was just a sword for most of the shit. Most of the time, I'm like, Ugh, I don't. Yeah, you know, I'm not know if I'm that interested in this. Um, yeah. But the, the other character comes in and it's it's kind of cute, I guess. But it's not. I don't. I don't know. It might not be for me. But again, I'm with you. Tell I'm. I'm down to give it two to three more episodes, um, on top of this one. So about episode four, I should know what, what I'm gonna do yeah. with it. See uh, where it's sitting with us. True. True. Uh, and I guess for me, bro, my number. Uh, what another? Oh, my number. My other episode that I watched was uh, uh, Uziki Chan wants to hang out. Season two, episode one. Now, I'm not going to again go into too many details of this one. It picks up right where it left off in season one. It's still a cute show. This is a show back in when it came out, what was it, last year? I couldn't stand at first. Like, the first three episodes, I was having a hard time kind of getting through it because of the situation. It's Uziki-chan is basically a, a girl, a young girl. Not a young girl, but a, the year below our main character. Um, she's a year below our main character, and she she's hanging out with him because he has this face that is extremely scary to everybody else but he's a typical nice guy kind of like on his tour door kind of shit um and she she comes through and she's like i'm gonna hang out with you to you know help make your college experience better and it and it, and it turns into like almost this cute romance kind of thing and it 
at first it's irritating because I'm just like, leave him the fuck alone, bro. He doesn't like he doesn't need you around. He's living his best life, and when you're around, you're kind of a burden. But then it kind of it kind of wins me over, which I think is what was I think was the point of the show, which then made me like it a lot. After that, and once I figure out, once I establish, I'm like, oh shit, I see what this show is doing because the point is for her to be this burden. To then for him to be like, oh damn, she's not that much of a. I kind of, I kind of enjoy this. Was very nice to see because again, he was a loner. He didn't have any of this shit, and for it to become what it became, very, 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 very cute. And again, this this next this, this next season seems starting off with a, a cutesy bang, if you will. Great slice of life so far. And then I I guess we both watched Spy Family season two episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not, the intro. Sorry, excuse me. It's not season two. It's core two. So it's the second part of season one. So let me clarify that. Yeah. Start off that intro though. Banger. Uh, banger. <laughs> it was on point. It was so it good. Felt, it felt refreshing. It was so <laughs> so good. I, I, then, uh, I re- this is the first time I rewinded the intro and then played it back again. <laughs> It was good as fuck, but then not even like it was like we got this great intro, and then we we see like the opening seconds for the anime, and it's just you can tell they put some budget in this episode. <laughs> yes, they did. My wife was like, "Did they budget go up?" I was like, "It had to." It's a hundred thirty thousand dollar episode right here. I mean it. <laughs> I mean it is wit and clover works, and they they don't play. But yeah, uh, we both watched it. Um, I really enjoy, obviously, getting to see these characters together again. Yes, um, I love the new dynamics that seem to seem like they're going to be introduced. Yep. Uh, you that, know, with the new characters and whatnot. My favorite part of this uh, episode for this core, the start of this core was was when he got caught to this mission and the interrogation thing, and and the the move that they use and why they needed him made sense. Because at first I'm like, why would you need him just for an interrogation? Like you got, y'all got some of the best interrogators. He's not really an, an interrogator. But then when I saw what they did, I'm like, oh, that shit's fire because he's like the master of disguise. So for him to walk in as a disguise of his of their leader and basically be like the uh, the Takashi Six Nine of the situation. Mm-hmm. To make him the Takashi Six Nine of the situation was fucking dope. Typical <laughs> police move. Absolutely, absolutely great move. So, um, it was it was interesting. But the dog, bro, the absolutely love the dog. Got my heart already. Yeah, he what he's gonna do and what he brings to the table for the family. And you know, I just love dogs, especially such a, a big, a big fluffy. Cuddly Anya loving dog, bro. The funniest part of this episode is when he was running around in a circle. Blew me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Blew me. I swear, Cracking I up. Like, she, she made it so they really went somewhere and they just ran around in a circle the whole time. Yeah, I will say this: being back with Anya made me understand that um, the little lady and Yakuza, a god to babysitting, is still the best child. Best child. I don't know the child term, but she's the best child. She's, uh, I think her name is Yukia. Yukia. She was adorable. I is fine. I like Aya, but she's just she's fine. You know, she's fine. Her her character isn't as, uh, I guess, diverse. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. She's more of a kid, I guess, which makes sense. Totally. But whatever. Great, man. Great, great start to the fall. What do you feel about? I, I just want to say, um, for those of you who are new to this introduction episode, we do pick, pick sleepers every time we do our preview episodes of our seasons. So our sleepers will be out next week. So we will be discussing those in, in the detail we we have done here. So uh, tell sleeper being blue lock and my sleeper being uh, eminence and shadow or something like that. Shadow and eminence. Somewhere along those lines. But they both premiere next week. So. We are going to have a lot more to discuss when it comes to the fall anime season and where it's going and how we feel about it so far. Overall, so how do you feel about the first the first four that you've watched this season? I mean, it's only one that I'm really kind of shaky on. Everything else, like My Hero Academia, I feel like I'm a, I was going to watch it regardless. Yeah, yeah, we have to. Um, the Mobile Suit Gundam one, though, it surprised me with how... how quality it felt and i'm not saying like gundam doesn't normally have quality anime i'm just saying that this one kind of out the gate just looked and sounds beautiful and then it gave us you know the characters on top of it so i was really into that uh spy family is spy family i feel like it's Mm. it it was guaranteed to be good i'm not gonna say guaranteed it has that spy family or that that i want to see from something like this yeah like things that we've been missing the last few seasons is like we might get a season where everything seems serious or a season where everything just seems light Mm -hmm. i feel like we we might have a season this time around where we get a mix of things hopefully we can get some light some light you know good feeling stuff and some heavy deep emotional stuff too which we'll see we'll see the season is just beginning and, and a lot of it is returning stuff but i will say this um i somehow got stronger when i uh improved my farm related skills seems like the more interesting new thing so far which is technically there's only two new things so I can't really speak on much else but for me personally I've gotten stronger when I improve my skill even though it's so it's, it's definitely budget bro it's so budget studio a cat um I really haven't heard of them uh yeah I really haven't heard of anything that they've done to be honest so kind of makes sense as to why why it look, kind of looks the way it does but yeah I mean I guess they did uh, she professed her, herself a pupil of a wise man or something like that which is a show that came out recently that I didn't check out but I don't know I, I'm still interested to see that one This the, the reincarnated as a sword one has a few more episodes left before I determine on if I'm going to keep watching it or not uh, but other than that great stuff great stuff alright man I forgot this is uh, we also do a part of the podcast before we go into our break song where you get to know us as hosts a little bit better. Um, we only have two questions in the list, so via flip of a coin, I'm gonna just flip it and then uh, we can just we can just go from there. So uh, heads is gonna be one, tails is gonna be two. Tails. So it's gonna be question number two, which is, what is your favorite genre of anime? What a great question to start off with a reintroduction. I will go first. I'll make it easy. I said it earlier in the show. Slice of life. Slice of life is my absolute favorite genre of anime. Uh. Mine has got to be 
I feel like it's got to be psychological. Mm. And I think psychological in the sense of like what stuff like Subaru from ReZero goes through, what the characters in Made in Abyss go through, what so, the characters from Top Rendering go through. So psychological thriller. Yeah, like the, the thriller. Because I don't really need like necessarily the fighting, but I do need like that, that what the fuck is going to happen next, you know, kind of feeling. Suspense kind of feeling. Yeah, bro. I feel that. So, so I, I really like that a lot. I like the, the psychological thrillers and and he's a guy. That's 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 where we at. Ooh, okay. Yeah, of course. Fire, fire. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna take we're gonna take a quick break. Shout out to Rob J for this request. But he requested that we play what is actually my end of the stream song for my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash polo born flop. It's by <laughs> Noah. Uh it's by Noah. It's called Airport Bar. It's a it's kind of a it's kind of a comedy but yet chill, relaxing R&B song. I absolutely enjoy the song. I play this every single time I'm ending my stream. My chat hates it because they know I'm in the stream whenever they hear it, <laughs> even though it's a great song. Uh, so stick around for that. And when we come back, you are going to get a look at our patented review of Summertime Rendering. Now, the way our review works is we start off with general thoughts. So you can stick around if you haven't watched Summertime Rendering for the general thoughts before we dive into the categories. We'll give you full warning before we go into full spoilers of it. But stick around. We're going to give our general thoughts of Summertime Rendering. Then we're going to go into the uh how the rating system works. Stick around for that as well. And then we talk spoilers and give the scores. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. A part of this reintroduction, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us, even the veterans. We hope you enjoyed our top 10. We finally decided to give y'all after three years of doing this podcast. Uh, But thank y'all so much. We love y'all. Thank you so much for supporting us. We'll be right back right after peace. of jack that i killed i smelt it on the table and the plane that should fly isn't able there's a blind at my six head buried in some Faulkner and i wish i knew more Fucking authors Shaping up to be a lonely night Damn, I should have brought my pillow People holding signs, trifling most Guess I'll spend my time At the airport bar Started talking 
talking to me Ask me why my eyes look like my heart had Fallen asleep Tell me, sir, were you hired As an analyst or barkeep Down he shrunk and said you're drunk I'll need your car keys Hell no Shaping up to be a lonely night Damn, I should've brought my pillow People holding signs, drive limos Guess I'll spend my time At the airport bar Waiting on the captain at the airport I'll be drinking till I'm napping And I hope Someday I'll get on a flight One way to put me by your side Honey, why are we so far? Come back with me at the airport Welcome back to episode 172 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu Reintroduction 4 I did do that right, correctly tell, right? On on the tweet, uh, Roman numeral 4 is IV, right? Okay, just mm-hmm. had to make sure I did it, so what I did, the influence for that was because uh, I like to like kind of design our, our shit around certain things so Like Re3 was based off of uh, Re0 that's, that's kind of the title for that one But Re4 was based off of uh, The way Resident Evil did its title How they did uh, Resident Evil 8 And they spelled They put the Roman numerals 8 within Resident Evil Which was fucking always dope to me Which is just a It's an RT thing that I fucking love But I digress <laughs> Welcome back to Mike Check Waifu Waifu Again make sure you follow us on Twitter At Mike Check Waifu uh, And our individual Twitters At Polo Bornfly And at King Teliano Right now what we're gonna do is you're gonna bring you a review, which we haven't done in a very long time, of uh, one of the spring bangers that just wrapped up uh, last week, summertime rendering. Again, as I said before the break, we're going to go into general thoughts, no spoilers, no spoilers for the show, general thoughts of the show before we dive into our categories, and then we rate our categories with spoilers. So, without further ado, tell, let's do further and start. With what are your general thoughts, overall thoughts of summertime rendering? The ending gave me everything I wanted. Bro. And it gave me everything I wanted. Um tied everything up. Um from episode one to episode twenty-four. Gave me everything I wanted. Um, I feel like there was no loose ends left behind. It just it hit everything. So uh, for, for me, it, it just this is a story that provided way more than we even deserved in some scenarios, in my opinion. 
but yeah, that's that's where it is. That's just where I'm gonna leave it. It was it gave me way more than I needed. But go ahead, Polo. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Um, unbelievable. Like I, I'm gonna be honest with you from the start of it to like episode nine or ten. My thought process was, how can they keep this up? It's gonna, it's, it has to flounder. There's no fucking way you go 25 episodes and be able to wrap this up nicely. There's no way. There's no way you can do it. They fucking did it, bro. They did it. 25 episodes of pure, unadulterated fire, bro. Like, unbelievably. Unbelievable. It was a story with the most intrigue. A story with one of the, again, I I said this a lot this episode, but I promise you this is very rare. With one of the best main protagonists of any show. You don't have a, a dumb character here. You don't have a, a character who can't really... Um, who can't really form proper thoughts. You have a character who is intelligent, who thinks outside the box with a show that is completely outside of the box. <laughs> like it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable show. If you haven't watched summertime rendering, watch summertime rendering. Now, before you go, let me explain how our rating system works. Our rating system works like this. We have five categories that each hosts Polo Tell individually rates. So, for example, the category starts. Oh, I'm sorry. We each individually rate on a ten point on a uh, yeah ten point scale, hundred point scale, ten point scale, ten point scale. So, ten point scale being one, one point five, two, two point five, three, three point five, twenty point scale. That's a twenty point scale, Polo. You doofus. <laughs> On a 20 point scale That we individually rate Okay so for example uh, The categories is Animation We will rate individually Sound design We will each rate individually Pacing We'll each rate individually Plot We'll rate individually And characters We'll rate individually Now There's a definition Our definition Is And will be explained As we get to the categories But we rate those individually and after we rate them individually we tally each of our individual scores into one overall score with each of our one overall scores tallied we then put those two scores together to give you an official mic check waifu waifu full individual score for said anime tell as i said before let's do this brother Let's start off with the review for official review of Mike Check Waifu Waifu Summertime Rendering Experience. Starting off with animation. Animation is an equals art style, visual, visuals, direction, scenery, and overall just viewing experience. How it looks to you. What do you rate summertime rendering animation? <laughs> I feel like they didn't drop the ball anywhere for this one. So animation for me is a 10. Yeah, I mean, uh, you you go on a little little bit more details, or you want me to? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Um, <clears throat> so let's let's get into the art style of it, right? They they did a very good job of creating um, the scenery, the the views of each shot that was put into this, right? So even if you just look at the backgrounds, the details in the backgrounds, the color choices in, in contrast to the actual characters themselves, everything they did to kind of culminate to this moment of, all right, 
now let's add some motion to the actual characters and whatnot just brought everything to light in terms of like how it was done um as someone who's who's been deeply enthralled in art and everything this show just it, it does everything right the lines and, and all of it and then even when they they took the time out to go into things that were like kind of funny because they did like an episode where some yeah. things were kind of like yeah like kind of funny moments they they intentionally made the lines a little scratchy for certain moments and stuff like that they do a good job of, at really taking that art style or that direction and saying boom let's capitalize and make it work for this moment the 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 nothing seemed out of place nothing seemed choppy it was like they sat down and said we're actually gonna make sure people know we love this anime from the animation alone if they just said let's look at the anime not even add the sound to it not add the actual you know what we know about the characters just look at the animation you will see that they put a lot of work and love into each frame for this yeah uh, okay so the studio is OLM They've done stuff like uh, Don't Tour With Me, uh, Nagatoro. They've done stuff like Comey Can't Communicate Part 2. They've done Odd Taxi. They've done, they got some fucking bank, Comey Can't Communicate Season 1, uh, Restaurant to Another World. They've done some beautiful fucking anime that I've seen. That's incredible. And this show is no different. It's no different whatsoever. I mean, it's, it's a 10 for me as well, if you didn't already know. Um, it's <laughs> my favorite thing is that I talked about this when we've uh, we're talking JJK, but it does what JJK does so well, and it has to in this particular show because objects have so much meaning in the show. There are shadows uh, in the show that can turn into objects, and if you're not paying attention, you can miss what object is a shadow, what object isn't, or whatever. And the way they done. They, they the way they've done camera angles again. Yes, there are camera angles in animation. For for those of you that don't know, for some reason, some people don't seem to understand that. But with the way they did camera angles within within the animation was beautiful because they love to follow objects. For example, Hizuru fighting Shide for the very first time, which is when they went to uh, Shiori's house when she was fighting those shadows for the very first time and the way she took that sledgehammer uh like the way she moved the sledgehammer and it wasn't i don't think it was she it was actually the uh the parents of shiori but the way she took that sledgehammer and the camera would follow the sledgehammer back as she as actually it was rianoke nosuke but i digress and pulled it back and the camera would just follow it and it would fucking swing with this this fucking vitriolic just swipe of the camera was beautiful man unbelievable and as tell talked about the scenery the scenery was also extremely important because there would be stuff that you would that you could miss or recall or callbacks that were presented in episode four or five that you would never even think would be as important as it is until it is revealed. For example, um, I can't remember her name. The girl with the look like she always have her eyes closed. Shoes brother or shoes sister. Yeah. She had a moment in like episode four where she was standing on top of the stairs of the of the temple, and the way the fucking camera zoomed zoomed into her crying as as Shinpei made his way up the stairs, and she said, "Oh my god, I did not know that this was the plan. I would have never agreed to this." And she was fucking crying and bawling her tears out. And you had no idea what was going on, but the camera zoomed in and then fucking zoomed out, and you saw all the people and bodies and shadows melding together. Fucking gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And the one thing that was so important from episode one to episode twenty-five 
most important was was Shinpei's eye. That small detail that they've always seemed to play very, uh, they play favoritisms when it came to his eye within every shot of the show. His eye was always the one light, the one darker one because of his situation and how he had Hyane's eye because of story reasons. Fucking, it's, it's too deep to even go into here because you wouldn't even understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Shit, this may even be a spoiler-free review with the way we're discussing this, but <laughs> it's absolutely fucking fire. Animation is a 10 for those particular reasons. I agree with everything that Tell said as far as the way the lines are drawn it was beautiful it was beautiful throughout the comedy episode was for me was almost a reason for me to give it like a 9.5 but I couldn't because of the simple fact is it still looked good it still looked good as intentional as it because it was intentional so for me 10 out of 10 so next up will be sound design soundtrack sound design and culminates the soundtrack composition the sound effects and how well they were tied in with the visuals and for me i'll start off with this one it's very fucking easy it's a fucking 10 Ugh, some of the best thing in the in this show was the sound design because of the impact everything had to have impact and if it didn't have impact it wouldn't have hit as hard as it as it did in the moment that it was hitting in I'm going to go back to the sledgehammer example again. If that sledgehammer sounded like puke, it wouldn't it wouldn't have the impact it did. They would do mm-hmm. they would do shit like have moments where it would be completely quiet and all of a sudden, I don't know, Shinpei would be shot and you won't you won't hear a fucking sound because that's the point of the anime. If he was shot, you wouldn't hear a sound because he's been re-rendered back to the past. So it would be and he'll wake up on whatever day he was or whatever checkpoint he was at at that particular time and it was so fucking beautiful it was so well done because what it would do is it would leave you in awe it'll leave you like what the fuck just happened and it was so many moments in the show where that happened what the fuck just happened or where a character would get get their fucking head blown off (laughs) and you would just be like yo where the fuck did that happen because the momentum of sound design will build up to these incredible fucking moments that will blow you the fuck back. And if you got good headphones and if you had that shit turned up, you would understand exactly what I'm talking about. And then the soundtrack, the outro to the first half of the show was the most perfect thing. <laughs> One of the best outros I think I've heard. Probably it'll be in my top five as, as far as uh, outros go. I mean, it was an outro, but it's a top five outro for sure. Tell. Sorry for rambling too much. What do you think about sound nah. design? Sound design is definitely a 10. Um, hear me out, though. Because like what Polo was saying, sound design isn't just the sound that you put into it. It's actually how you make those sounds. And yes. it's deciding when to implement those sounds yes. and when to not implement anything. Tell them. Because when I tell you, like, we got the surround sound in the house. And if if Shide is swooping in from the left side and going all the way to the right, you hear that that him moving from one side of the screen to the other Mm. or you hear um you know uh you hear that whoosh that polo talking about when you know a character gets shot from the right side of the screen to the left you you hear it but not only do you hear it the way they develop that sound is that you feel it and Mm -hmm. if we just go off the last episode alone the last moments of the last episode the way that it was designed was like 
it almost could give you like an auditory overload because yeah. it was like everything was like perfect. It was like, can you imagine watching something and the sounds are everywhere they need to be, but you know this ain't real life. It, it, it was great. They did an amazing job at conceptualizing where the sound needs to be, how the sound needs to be developed, the music itself and, and creating intense moments with the sound um, and, and even desensitizing the viewers when they needed to be like turned off and what they're about to see that might be too much you know just to you know Yo. like we see a, corp- a stack of corpses bro they, they they set it up so that you, you can feel exactly what you need to feel in that moment to piggyback off that desensitized comment that you just made that the internet uh, uh, rudely interrupted you on the desensitized part is so fucking important because what happens is there will be moments where you will be taken into the mind of the main character you will be removed you will be removed from the current situation that's currently happened and put into the mind of Shinpei which is the main character when you're in the mind of Shinpei it's fucking everything is muffled he's thinking he's talking to himself he's he's monologuing he's trying to figure out what's the next best course of action in this situation he's taking notes in his head and you can feel it you feel like you're fucking underwater with him because every time he was in his head it seemed like he was underwater which was beautiful it was a beautiful sound design choice that is extremely important to what the show is and and bringing you your investment into what it was that fucking oh it was so good bro that last episode two was so fucking good um tell bro guess what you have the honors of doing pacing pacing is the episode to episode strength and continuity how well the story developed as the series unfolded and went on pacing um i feel like this might be the easiest one to rate absolutely uh, <laughs> because it's a 10 but hear me out it's it's not a 10 just because like it was easy to follow it's a 10 because if you didn't pay attention, it wasn't easy to follow. Yes, like, bro. Like <laughs> the anime was something that, that like I said before with animation and sound design, use those things to draw you in, but you you had to pay attention. When you see these things have taken place, it didn't allow you to get lost because in three episodes, it's gonna bring something that you paid attention to three episodes ago that will draw you back into how things are taking place, why all of this makes sense. There's there's nothing to miss. Like, even if you think you didn't understand what was happening, don't worry. They're gonna give it to you in a minute. Just let them work their way up to it because the, the writers for this did not forget how to properly put this story together piece by piece, puzzle part by, or puzzle piece by puzzle piece to make sure you understood this is how the continuity rolls in the anime. I say this, I said this every week during the uh, discussion of the show that we had at our spoiler talk. Uh, the 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 director wrote it backwards which totally makes sense when you look at what the last episode was because the last episode was episode one so it was episode one but without without the shadows because of what happened in episode 24 the pacing was perfect only because and, and me and tell always do slightly different thoughts about pacing so which which also makes this review system so cool obviously i'm gonna give it a 10 as well okay but what the pacing for me means it means is how well it took you to the next episode for me it's always so important that they don't do the fucking the corniest cliffhangers i never felt like the cliffhangers were left you out uh left you out to dry it was never this this uh shock value cliffhanger like platinum man was or or just drop you out of uh 
out of missed story to say, oh, come back next week. It was never that. It always was a, a perfect flow to the episode. And, and when it stopped, it was the perfect time to stop. It made you want more without necessarily needing to cock tease you or blue ball you into needing more. So fucking well done because it, again, and I said this before, for it to carry 25 episodes as well as it did and not fall off once with pacing, not slow down once, not not make you feel like you're watching a filler episode of something. As Tell said, everything, everything and in every episode was very important because it was going to call back to previous episodes, which we're going to get into in this next uh, rating. It was perfect. The pacing was absolutely perfect. The pacing is more more perfecter, I'll make up a word, than the animation or sound design. And the animation and sound design was also perfect. The, the pacing was very, was key to the show. Um, very, 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 very key to the show. Now, it's my turn. Sorry, my dog just randomly went into his kennel for some reason. Because she doesn't do that unless he does something wrong. So I got to check that out in a minute. But the next rating is plot. Plot goes... Obviously, the overall story, how well it was written, and how well the story resonated with us as a viewer. Okay. You you guessed it, listeners. It's a 10 for Polo. <laughs> Unbelievable plot, bro. To think and every okay. Everything followed the rules of, of the of the of the world. We didn't necessarily know all the rules. But when we figured out all the rules, which was in the midpoint of the season, virtually, once we knew all those rules, they never deviated once from those rules. And I always find that to be the most important piece about storytelling. You have to follow your own world's rules. If you don't follow your own world's rules, then I can't respect your world. If I can't respect your world, then I won't respect the anime. So with that being said, plot was absolutely perfect from... (laughs) The story to, I mean, we're going to talk about this next is the characters, but the way the story unfold around the characters was beautiful, bro. Beautiful. Even even when they would do flashbacks, the flashbacks were so well placed that <laughs> you, you always have those, oh shit moments. Those, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? If you're saying that while you're watching this show, then it's it's a perfect story, bro. You're invested. And I was invested the entire time. Uh so I'm gonna give this the story a ten, a plot the plot a ten as well. Um I think this this anime did something very unique. And and every anime should do something like this and, and regardless, regardless, right? I think this anime gave us the story visually and auditorily because visually you look at it and sometimes you think that this this story has to be the exact same as what i'm hearing it didn't necessarily even have to feel that way for this anime like i was about when they talked about Heine and where she originally came from right mm-hmm. they're not Heine, hiroko the, the 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 deity they were talking about we don't even know where she came from she could have come from space and and landed here and took over sea life and they started to break down this story and our characters themselves don't even know the true history of where Kiriko comes from, right? Um, until, you know, we get a little bit further down. But that's that's a story that remains a mystery for majority of the anime. And then we actually get to pick up the actual story of, like, our characters and how they progress through the storyline. The story was so important because they weaved everything together. Weave? It, it wasn't... <laughs> we 
please. Uh, Tokiko, like what Polo said, right? In that moment when she's crying, we didn't find out why she was crying until like episode 12, mm-hmm. where we find out she was part, partly involved in like, yeah, how, how the hospital operates and, and all these different things. So we didn't know. And, and it was so important to pay attention to how the story unraveled and how those things evolved and devolved. Yeah. So, yeah, 10 out of 10 for me for the uh, plot. Next up, and it's probably my uh, uh, story being probably second to this, but characters is always the most important piece. It's the reason why I don't like uh, Attack on Titan anymore. Uh, story, uh, characters is what makes the story for me. It's always characters first, then story. If your story, if your world building with your plot and your story is good, but the characters fucking stink, I'm not interested because I'm not invested. I'm always, my goal is to always be invested with the character. Shout out to Clint for doing that to me. Characters for me in this show was 10. And now it goes, it goes to what I said earlier in the, in the podcast, earlier in this episode, it goes back to what I was saying, what Tail was saying even during our break, which she's going to, which she's going to discuss a little bit later if his internet permits it. It is so very, very, very fucking important to have a main character who isn't a complete idiot. Like having a character smart and thoughtful and he's, he's thinking about stuff that I'm thinking about, but he's doing it in a smarter way. Because I'm thinking about the same thing he's even monologuing about, but I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even think about that, but he did. And that, again, I'm invested. I'm invested with the side characters. I'm invested with even how they feel emotionally, um, even romantically. I'm like, oh shit, man. I, I kind of understand where she's coming from, and it's like it sucks for her, but you know, it's he kept it. He kept it real. It's it's just it's all these fucking pieces that come together to make a perfect anime in which this is probably going to be a perfect anime for us our second t- 10 out of 10 spoiler alert anime not only that and I'm gonna let Tell discuss this a little bit further but villains man villains villains are so important to the characters of an anime that again I just want to take over the world for I just want to take over the world's sake is never great if you have mm-hmm. proper reason then now you're talking and goes to show these Shide and Hiroko was great villains throughout all 25 episodes. <laughs> Facts. So, uh, no brainer, but 10 out of 10 for characters um, on this for me. Um, and it's because there's not a single character that introduced to us that, that either feels out of place Mm-hmm. that you could relate to in some way mm-hmm. that you didn't view as either a problem or some kind of exception or help to the story. Everyone played their role and they played their roles extremely well, um, whether it be emotional to non-emotional, whether it be just adding in context for the rest of the story. Every character played their roles exceptionally well. And even when we get to the end, we get to see all the characters kind of coming back into a different light you know, because it's the story is over was amazing. Um, so the villains, Hiroko <laughs> and Shide. Um, now, obviously, I know everyone doesn't doesn't view the characters the same. We all gonna have different perspectives on these characters. But you look at a character like uh, Hiroko, who initially she was a, a much more instinctual character. 
you yeah. know she had had no con- conceptualization of what it was like to be a human right. she turned from a whale to a kid and then had to figure out how to be a a human because she is uh, i mean you would think and i think they talked about this but she gained emotions you know mm-hmm. Which yeah, is something imagine, I don't think imagine, yeah imagine living for hundreds of years and then all of a sudden now nah, i got emotions shit's wild um <laughs> probably probably a little a little trippy for you but let's even let's even go like like we talked about with she day right um now Shide may be viewed a little bit differently for others, but let's let's look at what he actually did for the story. Mm-hmm. He he initially for us, he was the the queen piece on the chessboard Absolutely. to begin with. We think Hiroko's the queen or the king on the chessboard just with way more power than she needs. And then Shide is the queen piece that moves around and secures the victory. It actually turned out that, that Shide was was pulling the wool over our eyes. And not not to get too far into it, but he's a character, straight demon. Demon, yes, he was a character who who provided both uh, a safeguard for what we thought was the villain, as well as um, deception to that villain and to the rest of us as well. As well, a character who had far more layers to peel back than we could even thought of a character that we can't look at from one perspective because he it's, is he, literally living through multiple yes, perspectives bro you know tell him <laughs> so uh when, when we look at some of these characters in here like just to think that how developed the villain is alone has to mean that the rest of the characters in this story are so well thought out we look at He's There it is. <laughs> I mean, come the fuck on, bro. That dynamic uh, was so good, man. Between brother and sister, and how, how when fucking when he was getting eaten, and the personality split became a part of Hizuru, and oh, it was so fucking good, bro. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Oh God, this is a perfect yeah. anime. Easily, without without further ado, we gonna go into the overall score of the anime. I mean. Uh, you guessed it. Animation. <laughs> Polo gave it a 10. Tail gave it a 10. Sound design. Polo gave it a 10. Tail gave it a 10. Pacing. 10. 10. Plot. 10. 10. Characters. 10. 10. So I wonder what the I wonder what the overall score is. I, I just I don't know. I don't maybe a 10. An absolute <laughs> fucking 10. Now, what makes this rating system so good for us personally is it's really, really, really hard really really hard to be a 10 because we have so many categories if you're not perfect in all these categories you cannot be a, a masterpiece summertime rendering along with astro lost in space are the only 10s to ever exist in the mic check waifu waifu review skill so right now what i'm doing is i'm adding it to our rating list 10 now Let's go through and tell the people what our top rated anime are. Actually, we'll do we'll, everything that we've rated. We're going to share what the scores were. So starting off at number one, Summertime Rendering, 10. Obviously, we just rated that. Astro Lost in Space, number two, it's a 10. <laughs> Clannad at number three with a 9.8. Number four. My Team Romantic Comedy Series, 9.45. Number five, 
Number five, Ast- uh, Fire Force, 9.35. One of Tell's top 10, which I can respect, absolutely. Number six, Grimgar, A Fantasy and Ash, 9.3, which is my top five. I, I can agree. Promise Neverland season one, unrated. Vidless, I don't even remember doing that, but I figured we did that for a particular reason. So I'm going to leave it like it is. Uh, Villain Saga at a 9.25 at number 8. Arcane, the Netflix original series. Oh, sorry. The Netflix original series. Uh, 9.2. Number 10, Demon Slayer, 8.8. Number 11, Beastars, 8.85. <laughs> number 12, Erased 8.75 Number 13 Steinsgate 8.65 Number 14 The Vox Machina Cartoon 8.6 Number 15 The uh, Demon Slayer uh, Train Arc Mugen Train Arc Right Is that what this is Yeah Yeah Uh, 8.5 Number 16 Which was our Featured review Which is one of the ones We uh we did with Blanime Podcast. Shout out to Blanime Podcast. But it was Made in Abyss. That took all of our ratings and, and it gave us an 8.5. Number 17, Darwin's Game at an 8.5. Number 18, Link Click at 8.45, which is crazy. Number 19, Invincible, which is the Amazon Prime show, 8.45. Number 20, Bungo Stray Dogs, 8.4. Number 21, Chivalry of a Failed Knight, 7.95. Number 22, Gangsta. 7.95, mostly because it's not done and it won't ever be done. Number 23, season four of My Hero Academia, 7.9. I think that's still too high. Um, <laughs> Tokyo Revengers at number 24, 7.85. I think that's too low. The Dr. Stone, 7.8 at 25. I think that's too high. Uh, <laughs> Banana Fish, <laughs> Banana Fish, 7.3. And 91 days, 6.4 with a bonus Hall of Shame, Demon Lord, negative 7.5. That was a terrible show that we decided to do something a little bit different, more fun with, uh, give a 7 point Demon Lord retried specifically to give us a negative score of probably our only one we'll ever do because I ain't never wasted my time with, <laughs> with a negative show. <laughs> I've only ever watched one show worse than that. Yeah. So that is all of the shows we've rated so far. You can check out mycheckwaifuwaifu.com slash reviews to get a gander at some of the shows we reviewed as long with the uh, the episode attached to it. So if you go to the site, it'll have a picture of the show with the rating and it'll have the full episode link to link to our Spotify page. But that's it, man. I just want to say, listen, thank you all so much for listening. If you're a new listener, make sure you rate us five stars on either Spotify or Amazon or wherever you listen to podcasts. We are literally on every podcasting site. Uh, I Googled us and made sure that that was the case. I think except for Pandora, which if you're using Pandora, then uh, I'm going to need you to get out of the 2010s. (laughs) Um, But with that, that's a wrap for episode 172 of Mike Check, Waifu Waifu. Oh, no recap. I'm at Polo Born Fly on all social media. I'm at King Teliano on all social media. You can follow our social medias at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Instagram and TikTok. And as always, thank y'all so much. And Mike, 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 Mike Check. Check. Yes, sir.
now tuned into Mike Chank Waifu Waifu.